Well, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, I think this is going to be the last episode that we're going to be doing on spiritual gifts. You know, in each one of these little topical or thematic things that we've looked at um, through all the episodes uh, together, I always thought, oh, we might do 10 or maybe 15 episodes around a certain thing. <laughs> it always winds up being many more. I think we've done close to 60 episodes on this. And so I just want to do sort of a synopsis and a wrap-up right here uh, just to remind us what the Lord said, okay? Uh, the, the major scripture passages that deal with spiritual gifts and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, not the only ones, but the major ones in the scripture, uh, the New Testament, are 1 Peter 4, Ephesians 4, Romans 12, and 1 Corinthians 12. <clears throat> now you see the body of Christ functioning together all through the New Testament, obviously, and you see the Spirit moving. But each one of these passages gives us some insight. Like 1 Peter 4, it's just a couple of verses that show us that the Lord has given uh, speaking gifts and serving gifts, okay? They're not mutually exclusive, okay? There's giftedness within both arenas. So if you have a speaking gift, that doesn't mean you come back and say, well, I don't have to serve. No, 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 no. But it also gives us some other uh, insights. It talks to us about serving one another and being hospitable to one another. And if you have a speaking gift, speaking the utterances of God. If you have a serving gift, to do it as, uh, as good stewards, as the manifold grace of God is poured out upon you. Then in Ephesians 4, we see gifted individuals. Okay, But before we see the gifted individuals, we saw that the that we as the body are one body, one spirit, one hope, one calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We see a similar type of thing in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12, that we as the body are one. But the Lord has given us grace, each one of us individually, according to the measure of Christ's gift. He's given this giftedness. And then it showed us how he's given gifted individuals, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And the purpose of these individuals are for the equipping of the saints for the work of the service, to build up the body of Christ. And that this is going to be taking place until we all attain to the unity of faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. And there's going to be a result that comes out of that. And we saw that in Ephesians 4, that because of this, we'll no longer be children tossed here and there by every wind of doctrine or the trickery of man or the craftiness, deceitful scheming. That's the reason the body of Christ is so deceived in so many ways is because we're not functioning in the way that the Lord designed us to. So then we saw in Romans 12 that, again, we're one body. Okay, We're one body. We have many members, but we're one body. And we see that there's speaking gifts and there's service gifts. There's uh, prophesying, there's exhortation, there's giving. Now, a lot of these things are things which you say, well, I thought we were all supposed to do that. I'll give you a couple examples. There's a spiritual gift of giving. There's a spiritual gift of faith. Okay? And you cannot be saved without faith. But there is a supernatural empowerment for uh, a type of faith or a manifestation of faith, however the Lord desires to release it, whatever it may be, is something that comes by the giftedness of the Spirit of the Most High God. You know, a lot of times people say, well, they had the faith to do this, faith to do that. Well, yeah, that's fine. But it may not be limited just to the faith to do something that way. It may be the faith to walk through something or the faith to live in a particular kind of way. We are all told that we're to give, okay? But there's a spiritual giftedness of giving. And if you have that spiritual giftedness, then you need to give with uh, liberality, 
liberally. Uh, there's a spiritual gift of mercy. We're all to sh show mercy, but there's a spiritual giftedness of that, a spiritual giftedness of um, leading. Okay, And if you have that, you're to lead, it said, with diligence. <clears throat> then in Romans 12, we saw again that we're all one body, and the Spirit of God is one. But there's varieties of gifts by the same Spirit. There's varieties of ministries by the same Lord. There's varieties of effects, but the same God who works all. And so you see that there are literally limitless ways that the Lord can move in the power of His Spirit and in the Lord Jesus Christ and His Father God to bring forth ministries and effects and different gifts. He does it all for a couple of purposes. The primary purpose that the manifestation of the Spirit is given is for the common good, the common good of the body. And people will often use that to say, well, that's the reason you shouldn't do this gift or that gift because it only speaks, particularly speaking in tongues, for instance, because it only edifies the individual himself. Well, no, no, no. The individual is part of the body, right? Is it not part of the body? And we saw the extensive passage that Paul gave us in 1 Corinthians 14 about how we are to function together when speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And then in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul continued, and he talks about how there's spiritual gifts of word of wisdom, but it's through the body. To another person, will be given a word of knowledge through the same spirit. Okay, So you have words of wisdom, not through the body, but through the spirit. <laughs> and you have words of knowledge through the spirit. To another faith, to another gifts, in the plural, gifts of healing <clears throat> by the one spirit. And then you have effectings of miracles, of prophecy, distinguishing of spirits. There's different kinds of tongues. There's interpretation of tongues. A multitude of ways that the Lord can pour this out through His Spirit, but it's the one and the same Spirit who works all these things. And He distributes to each one individually, that's each one of us individually as true believers, as He desires. And then uh, in the balance, chapter 12, the Lord gives the example of the human body, how we all have a body, but an I can't say I'm not a part of the body, or the toe can't say I'm not a part of the body, or the stomach can't moan and groan saying, well, I'm not the heart, so I'm not important. Any of that foolishness. No, no. Each portion of the body of Christ is important, and we are all one as members of it. He says that in the 27th verse. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. But the Lord has given some governmental structure to it. He says he's appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, gifts of healing, help, administrations, various kinds of tongues. And then he asked some questions. Uh, all are not apostles, are they? And the unanswered answer is no. All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers, are they? So he's showing that everybody doesn't have to have every gift. All do not have gifts of healing, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? So he's showing that the Lord would give the gifts as he desired, but don't get distracted if you don't have a particular gift and somebody else does. Yeah, there's some that you need to pursue. He said that in the 14th chapter. I wish you all would prophesy. He said, it's great to speak in tongues. I speak in tongues more than all of y'all, Paul said. But I wish you all would prophesy. But here's the bottom line. In 1 Corinthians 12, 31, the last verse of the chapter, he says this, but earnestly desire the greater gifts. And after all that we've seen, the greater gifts are the ones that will encourage, that will exhort, that will edify the body of Christ, uh, particularly the gift of prophesying that will speak forth the truth of the word of the Lord. But even in that last verse, he says this, but earnestly desire the greater gifts, 
and I show you still a more excellent way. And you remember what the excellent way is, right? It goes in 1 Corinthians 13. The more excellent way is the way of love. And he uses it as an example. He says, you know, if I speak with the tongues of men of angels and I do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and all mystery and all knowledge and I have all faith, but I do not have love, I am nothing. What we need within the body of Christ is a release of the spirit and the giftedness that he wants within each one of us, that we would no longer quench that, that we would move within the power of the Lord and the giftedness of the Lord, and that we would do so in love. Remembering this, that now we have faith, hope, and love. Abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time, okay? Goodbye.